Prohibition was this hilarious time in America when the government tried to get people to stop drinking. Adorable, right? Well, obviously it didn't work because we are animals. Americans still got as hammered as nails during this stretch. None more hammered than Michael Malloy, a.k.a. Iron Mike. Malloy worked as a coffin polisher and would be paid in liquid currency, booze. His favorite drinking hole, besides his own mouth, was Tony Marino's speakeasy. For a while, Tony trusted Malloy and let him run up a tab. However, Malloy quickly abused that privilege and had to start paying for what he drank. Tony had a lot of regulars who wouldn't pay, and as a result, his business stank. What to do? Well, in July 1932, Tony and two of his pals started talking, as friends do, about how they could make a lot of money if they took out life insurance policies on Malloy and then, well, killed him. It's like the saying goes, Sometimes life hands you lemons and you need to murder a drinking pal for insurance money. Tony and the others decided the shrewdest approach was to have Malloy, a publicly known drunk, appear to die from alcohol poisoning. Couldn't be that hard, right? Each of the men took out a life insurance policy on Malloy. Tony then told Malloy that he had an open tab at his bar. This was amazing news to Malloy. He loved the sauce. Every time Malloy downed a shot, Tony filled it up again. He filled Malloy's glass until his arm was sore from pouring. This went on for three days. On the fourth day, Malloy walked in and proclaimed, Hain't I got a thirst? It was becoming clear that they couldn't kill Malloy with booze alone. He was a drinking machine. They changed tactics, swapping out Malloy's whiskey for wood alcohol, also known as poison. Tony started Malloy off with shots of whiskey to get him tipsy and then switched his drink to the poison. But Malloy just downed shot after shot of pure wood alcohol and kept asking for more. Then he left as happy as a poisoned clam. This process continued night after night. Finally, one evening, after ingesting an ungodly amount of wood spirits, Malloy dropped to the floor and his breathing slowed. He was finally dying. Then he began to snore. Turns out he was just catching some Z's. Sick of waiting, the group stepped up their plan by feeding Malloy oysters soaked in denatured alcohol and giving him more wood alcohol, some poison to wash down the poison. The gang watched with anticipation as Malloy finished his meal and, and let out a satisfied burp. Not only was he not dying, he was having a good time. Next, they fed him rotting sardines caked in shrapnel placed between two slices of bread. Death sandwich? Nope. A kick-ass meal to Malloy. He simply finished it and asked for another. The group decided to kick it up a notch. The following night, when Malloy passed out, they drove him to a park, placed him on an already freezing bench, and covered him in water. They watched as he lay motionless. No human could survive that. No one. Other than Iron Mike, who strutted into the speakeasy the following night, complaining of nothing more than a wee chill from his frozen death nap in the park. It was time for drastic action. The gang got Malloy plowed and then held him up in the streets by his arm, like he was a trash Jesus, and drove a speeding car into him. Just to be safe, they backed over him and left him for dead in the street. That was that. It was over. Finally. Until five days later, when the door to the speakeasy swung open and in walked Malloy, saying, I sure am dying for a drink. Instead of putting this unstoppable creature in a circus, the gang rented a room in a boarding house with gas lamps in it. Once Malloy was passed out there, they ran a hose to pump natural gas into his mouth. Iron Mike Malloy finally died. They had killed him and would get their money. Or would they? While the cause of death was said to be pneumonia, the insurance companies were skeptical. 
Malloy's body was exhumed, and a coroner declared that he had died from natural gas poisoning. So not only did the group lose out on the insurance money, but they were all put on trial, found guilty, and each received the electric chair. Or as Malloy would have called it, a comfy seat. <laughs>